It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the A-List podcast. I'm Kwani A. Lewis, joined by A. Sherrod Blakely. And yes, I am live in the car if you're watching the video version of this. Sherrod, how have you been? I'm doing <laughs> wonderful. This is the drive-by version of the A-List podcast. <laughs> we are literally on the move. Kwani is in the ride. I'm out on the West Coast. This is like, this is this, this is that, that, that committed A-List podcast. We bring it exactly. to you on the move. Exactly. We stay ready no matter where we are. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of on the move, the NBA is now moving on it from is. the regular season. Now that we got the new champ in the building, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, with a game six win in the Deer District over the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I, I have mixed feelings about the outcome. I, I really thought Phoenix was going to win that thing. But Same. here's the thing. When I look back at all the different characters and, and, and storylines that developed throughout the series, the one storyline that's just so ridiculously strong and is undeniable is the Greek freak, Giannis yep. Adentacumpo, and just mm-hmm. what he meant not only to Milwaukee and obviously winning the series, but just what he what his play meant in the grand scheme of basketball. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on just what he was able to do? Because I thought he was unreal in this series. Dropping a 50-piece just to prove a point. I'm with you. I definitely was one of the people that saw the Suns as being the better opponent. And really, I think we all can say a lot of people were rooting for Chris Paul to finally get that chip. But when you look at Giannis, you look at the chip that he has on his shoulder. And even last week when we talked to Maren Fader, the woman who just wrote a book on him, I hope that becomes a New York Times bestseller, we realized that Giannis does have this this you know, chip on his shoulder. People have been doubting him. He's, you know, players, fans, everyone has, not everyone, but it's definitely been a season where he felt it, he heard it, and now he was able to prove the haters wrong. And even in post game, where he, you know, a little sub subtle shots at the people that have joined super teams and said, I did this on my own, not on my own, with my teammates. We stayed in Milwaukee, we were dedicated. Only a few years ago, it was rumored that he was going to leave Milwaukee, but he stayed true to the city. He brought them the championship, and I'm sure that Milwaukee will forever be grateful for him for sticking it out and staying loyal to that city. Well, the the thing that I, I first of all, um, Giannis is such a really really good guy, um, yeah. and even in 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 the, in the fact in, in that reality, he still has a little bit of low key troll in him. I mean, this is the Absolutely. same dude who dropped the. This is the same dude that dropped a fifty piece 
in the championship game and then went to a fast food establishment and, and ordered, ordered a 50 piece. Okay, piece. Yep. <laughs> that, that's, that's one of the all-time great low-key how you like me now moments for an mm-hmm. NBA player. But but the thing to me that that that's I think going to get lost as we talk about Giannis going forward is that the conversation is going to change dramatically mm-hmm. as we go forward because right now it, it I think the, the feeling is that yeah he had a great game did a lot of amazing things but I think the further removed we get from this game the more we're going to appreciate just how impressive he did I mean when all is said and done what he did in Game Six will go down as one of the greatest individual performances by an NBA player in an NBA Finals game ever. When you start talking about your Mount Rushmore of great plays that guys have have made in the playoffs, that will, without question, what he did in game six will be remembered years, decades, centuries from now. And I made a joke that... Long long (laughs) after the A-List podcast has gone away, it will still be talked about. I made a joke yesterday saying that I'm going to just tell my grandkids I was there because of those 8K cameras <laughs> because it felt real. It felt like we were there. And for him to pull off such a historical performance, I was so glad that I was able to witness it. <laughs> exactly. And it is um, without question a performance for the ages. And when you think about ages, you know, we got some performer for some performers who I think we are looking to do some performances of the ages when in the Olympics. And I'm thinking about guys yes. like Jason Tatum, um, yep. who has really, you know, even though we have not officially started the Olympics, you get the sense that this is kind of a passing of the torch Olympic Games where Kevin Durant forever has been, you know, mm-hmm. just the best peer score. But when you look at the way that players talk about Tatum, you look at the way Popovich yeah. talks about Jason Tatum, you get the sense that this is going to be his unofficial coming out party as far as being the biggest, baddest score in the game. Yeah, if it wasn't for Ime Doka being a successor of Greg Popovich, I'd be very worried about him trying to pluck Tatum up because... As you mentioned, there's so much more growth that we can see from Tatum. And these Olympic Games are going to be very telling. I I know the beginning was a little rough, but it's USA basketball. At the end of the day, we lead the world. We have the professional league. And Tatum, it seems like you said, Tatum is leading this troop when it comes to the respect that he has from everyone else on his team, which is very telling to his talent and his skill set. Absolutely. And and the thing that I I love about Tatum is is that – you know, he he's so damn young. Right. I mean, we, 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 we talk about his age and his youth and all that. But when you look at the, the level at which he's playing, the way he has been able to really slowly but surely elevate his play and show the ability to dominate night yeah. in and night out. Uh, it's kind of scary uh, because you, you still as good as Tatum has been you still get the feeling that this dude has two or three more levels better. that he can get to. And yeah, that's scary. No, not even close. And, you know, and you look at a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is just 26 years old. And yet you're talking about a guy, two-time league MVP, five-time All-Star, All-NBA, I think five times. Excuse me, All-Star five times and Mm -hmm. Defensive Player of the Year. His resume, Giannis's resume is amazing. And he will go down as one of the all-time greats. But when you think about Tatum, who's just about three years, three, four years younger than him, you get yeah. the feeling, and this is just me, and I, I, but I don't think I'm alone. You get the feeling that Tatum, the minute that Giannis starts to kind of make that shift towards being, you know, on the other side of the come up, on the yeah. Tatum is going to be at the top of his game. 
And Tatum, I think, is probably going to be the one to take the mantle from Giannis as the best and baddest player mm. in the NBA. Yeah, I could definitely get behind that. But I tell you what, before they get that going, um, there's a few more guys that Tatum is going to have to work his game around and play with. Guys like Devin Booker, guys like mm -hmm. Drew Holiday, guys like Chris Middleton, guys who played in the NBA Finals who are heading they're heading out to Tokyo. Which, And we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later with our guest uh, speaker uh, today, a guy by the name of Dwayne Rankin, who is no stranger to the A-List podcast. Yeah. Uh, we were, And Dwayne, he covers the Phoenix Suns for the Arizona Republic. So, you know, I'm sure he's licking a few wounds right now, uh, yeah. like his crew is. But uh, we'll, we'll get into a really good conversation about just the Phoenix Suns, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Olympics. And as always, we will play a little fill in the lane. So always. That said, always. So let's uh, let's bring in Dwayne Rankin right now. How you doing, brother? Welcome. It's over. It's over. <laughs> sure, I know what the feeling is when the, when the series. Three, two, one. Nah, when the series <laughs> is over and the finals is over and it's over, so yeah. it's over. Well, I mean, first of all, Dwayne Rank and the Arizona Republic. Hey, Dwayne, I'm just glad you're here, brother. Uh, I'm glad yeah. you're here. I, I I wish you were here under different circumstances. I wish we were here to talk about Game Seven and how y'all about to handle y'all business back in the Valley, but we not. Right. We talk about life after the season is <laughs> over. So, um, I mean, th this Dwayne, I, and I, again, I've known you for a long, long time, and I know this. This is like this is your first run with a team all the way to the finals. I mean, right, correct. right, right. I mean, How I, you doing? I mean, right. you know what's crazy about this is that one of the first times that Gerard and I met was when the Cavs were in the finals in 07. Yeah, and we were actually going to get the bags. Remember, they had them roller bags. See, <laughs> 2007 roller bags, and we was hustling to go get our bags. <laughs> hey, 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 Dwayne, you know what? It's a different era, different day, yeah. but you know what? We still hustling to get our bags. Different yeah. bags now, yeah. but we still bag, hustling yeah. to get the bags. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was kind of symbolic. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it you, was. You think about it now, but that's one of the first times that we Gerard nicely taught. We were like, "Yo, man, where where, where we get our stuff at?" So he was trying yeah. to figure it out. <laughs> We found it, so we were like, "Yo, yo, here we go!" Yeah, I like this. So, I mean, it's a nice bag. Like, you could put your laptop. You could put. You could put all kinds of stuff in there. So, okay. Yeah, it, it was, those those were nice. Oh seven, it was over quick though. That was a sweet. It but was. I was doing cast stuff like periodically during that season. Like I do like three or four games early, four or five in the middle. Then the end, I did the whole playoff run, but not like this where you're with them from day one. To, to it's over. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had. I mean, obviously the Suns. They had a great year this year. Very few people thought they would be this much better. We thought y'all would be better, but they few did believe they could get this far. Um, and and the way that they've gone about building, the way that this team has found success unexpectedly, it's given a lot of other teams looking ahead to twenty twenty two hope that hey. Maybe we can do what the Suns did, right? Uh, including mm -hmm. a team like the Celtics. You know, and we talk a lot about CP3 and just his impact, obviously. But there were some other factors that went into this amazing season. I wanted you to just talk about some of those other things that that you saw help this team kind of shock the world and get to the finals when so many felt that they couldn't. Well, one, DeAndre Aiden accepting the role that he was given. You know, this guy came in, he, you know, his second year, he was talking about, I'm going to shoot threes and I'm going to dribble. And 
And I'm the bridge, young fella. Right. <laughs> I'm doing all this stuff. I got I got my jumper, the whole bit. And then Chris Paul showed up and Monty Williams was like, nah, nah, you're gonna you're gonna set the screen right here. <laughs> you're gonna dive in the basket. And then the defense will collapse, and then Chris will maybe find you. He'll find guys open for threes. If they don't collapse, he'll find you for a lob. So Aiden accepted that role of just being a lob, a lob guy finisher who can defend and rebound and run the floor. And that opened up everything because he accepted it, and then you started winning with it. Then he embraced it. First it was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Chris Paul's 16-year vet, you know, I got to respect that. He's been there. I haven't. So yeah, let's go ahead and roll with this. But then once they started winning, he saw the impact he could have. That's when he really bought in. And once he bought in, that was it. I mean, the rest of the guys are like, okay, well, DeAndre, you know, because he can be kind of hard-headed at times. And mm-hmm. once he accepted it, the rest of it was history. I'm talking I'm talking rookie year, Sherrod. When he first showed up, he, he had that, you know. He was feeling himself. He feeling himself. He had after one game. I remember he said he said it's time to take over. They were in, they were in a long losing skid. He was talking about it's time to take over, and I was like, <laughs> too. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I got him on record, so we ran with it. <laughs> it went straight nuts online. <laughs> so, but once he accepted that role, that helped out. Then bringing in Jay Crowder. He helped a lot because of leadership and his ability to, you know, he can knock down shots. He's streaky, but when he's on, he's on. And he, you know, he, he helps him go on the glass a little bit. And just the leadership part, getting guys to understand how to play. And and Devin got better. You know, he, he got better this year. And Mikhail, he got better. Cam Johnson got better. Uh, campaign had moments. He was, he was. Campaign with the champagne moment every night. Hey, hey, he was was taking bits and pieces from Chris Paul all year long. Oh, yeah, Mm. I see how he did that. I'm going to do that. I see how he did that. I'm going to do that. But but then Chris Paul was like, be you. You know, don't be yourself. And because when Cam came in, the pace, they went like this because Chris was just half court, bring it up. Payne came in. They was. It was off to the races. You know, that's part of his game, that herky-jerky, getting the paint. And he started to find people later. But just that overall. And then the connection I thought Chris and Monty had was huge. I mean, they're just like, Monty's like, you know, I, I, I got regrets because I didn't do what I was supposed to do as a coach when yeah. I had him in New Orleans. And Chris is like, oh, we got another shot at this. Willie Green, that's his dude. You know, so it was like a, you reunited type deal and they just rolled with it. And, and it was like, Chris and Monty worked so well together. You know, Monty's like, Chris already know what play I'm going to call. He already in it. I don't even have to call it. And then he, sometimes he's like, well, go run it and just, just go, you know, just do it. And then he yeah. said, sometimes Chris will give him a look and he's like, all right, he need me to call a play now. So he'll call a play. But the chemistry was crazy between those two. They, it was like, Mine described it as a partnership, not coach player. That just tells you where that was with those two. And that I thought that was just as big as anything. Yeah. I, I, I remember a lot of uh-huh. go ahead, Kwani. You're good. Go, 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 go. Oh, well, I was listening. I don't know why I was listening. I always do, but listening to Boston local radio, and they were talking about the fact that, you know, Monty went into the locker room after the game and congratulated the Bucks. Right. Which it was really the conversation of old school basketball versus new school. 
I was just curious about your perspective of the way rivalries are now where you would never dare to go to another team or you would never dare to even give congratulations to the opposing team. What's your perspective on the fact that he was gracious enough to go in there and give them you know some the irony, you, know, you know, the irony of this is that I was just watching the 30 for 30 Lakers Celtics. Mm, yep, and exactly. Mikhail and Parrish went in the Lakers locker room after the game. Yeah. You know, mm. so it's like, it's a respect thing. Of course, mm. they, they had a real robbery. That was like, right. for, for Mikhail and Parrish to go in their locker room, that was right. you. You know, because exactly. it's like, you know, I could, yeah, I mean, back then it wasn't no no friendships going on. I mean, I can even mm-hmm. remember even before that, just seeing old tapes. Uh, Pat Riley went in the, the Sixers locker room and the Sixers won it in 83. He congratulated. They wouldn't congratulate Doc. Yeah. Doc hadn't won a championship just yet. Hadn't won a championship yet. But that was old school stuff, too. So, I mean, it's not a rivalry between the Bucks and the Suns. I mean, they've had some really close games, but, you know, I guess. The equivalent here would be, say, Boston, Miami, and back in that time, that Paul Pierce went into the sun. I mean, into the went into the Heat locker room and said, "Yo, congrats." That that's just not happening. I mean, no, you know, Paul's not going in there. KG's not going in there. You know, that was that might be the last heated heated robbery. Like Cavs, Warriors. I didn't think that was a heated. I mean, they played again in the finals three times. I mean, so it felt like three to four. Was it four times? They played four times, but it didn't. I mean, it just felt like two great teams. Heat, yeah, Celtics. That was. We don't like you. <laughs> we hate you. Jeez. So that might be the last rivalry I can even recall. So no, I I thought Monty was just being Monty. You know, that's just what he does. The fact that he said that they helped him become a better coach. I thought that was bigger than anything. Like, like wow, you just let it to the finals. You know, and like. You know, you finished second in the, in the coaches, you know, for coach of the year. You won the coaches coach of the year. You can coach. That's yeah. I just right. think Mike took it so hard because he felt like he could have did more. This is a guy that's kicking himself saying he should have played Frank Kaminsky. You don't have to do that. No, you don't. You don't. Don't. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> right. do that. Right. Not necessary. Right. That's not, not necessary. necessary. You know, I mean, Frank is a solid player. But you could have played him all the games, and it well, result would have been the same. I can tell you right now, Celtics fans love Frank Kaminsky. And I'm going to tell you why they love Frank Kaminsky. Because at one point, Danny Ainge was willing to trade the farm and, and the eggs and the chickens and the cattle to move up in the draft where the Charlotte Hornets were picking. And Michael Jordan said, nah, we don't want all that because we want Frank Kaminsky. And – and so Frank Kaminsky doesn't realize it, but he was a significant reason why the Celtics have went to NBA final or excuse me conference finals three to the last five years. Uh, because if they would have gave him all them assets to move up to number eight spot to take Justice Winslow, because that's the guy that he was eyeballing, Justice Winslow, my goodness, this right. franchise would be in a very different state. So Frank Kaminsky, shout out to Frank Kaminsky. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Frank Kaminsky for being Frank Kaminsky. But I'm but but listen, back to the like what we were talking about earlier. I'm not gonna lie, I probably would have had a little bit of Pat Beverly pettiness in me mm-hmm. at the end of that game because again, it was a great game and yeah, and you know Giannis was amazing, but damn. And I remember that's exactly what Devin Booker said at the end of the game. They panned the camera on him after the game. And he was just like, 
damn. And that's how I'm feeling. I, I would, whatever level of pettiness that I have in me, and we all got some, don't act like you don't. No, you question, do. no question. I have that plenty. pettiness would have spilled over <laughs> and then some at the end of that game when I realized Wayne winning this chip. I would have absolutely done something foolish and ignorant and dumb. And I would have put it all on pettiness and I would have done like Patrick Beverly and crawl on back and say, my bad. <laughs> right. But I would I, but I would I would not have regretted doing what I did. Of course. <laughs> I just it was such a great series, but damn, I I can't help but feel as though Phoenix is kicking themselves they over are. and over and over again about damn, we should have had this. Right. We should have won this thing. We should we should have absolutely at a minimum been back at the crib getting ready for a game seven. Right, right. It's, it's crazy though. You know what's crazy about that is that you know, people here panic and you know they were they knew Scott Foster was getting ready to come back around. Yeah. You know, they, they knew it. You know, they, they it wasn't like he was going anywhere. You knew he was gonna do two games because the the, mm-hmm. the pool is so small, you knew he was gonna yeah. do two games. So I was doing my you know, doing a radio thing. And I was like, if the, if the Suns are really buying into this, this is when they were up 2-1. So they really buying into it, they need to get rid of Phoenix and they need to get rid of uh, Milwaukee in five games. Mm-hmm. And then they were in game four and they were up six with under nine to go and lost. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in game five, they're up 16 to start the game. And they let the Bucks score 79 points combined in the second and third quarter on mm-hmm. 71% mm-hmm. shooting. Mm, and mm, lost mm. on a turnover going the other way, lob dunk for Giannis. Yeah, they made. I mean, they they made they made Drew Holiday look like like a combination of Dennis Johnson, Gary Payton, any any elite <laughs> defender six foot five and under. Drew Holiday was like all of them embodied in like the last couple of games. And no disrespect to Drew because he's a hell of a player. One of my but favorite two way yes. players. But damn, they made him look like he was the best thing since ever. I mean, the best. I ain't going to say sliced bread because sliced bread ain't all that. I mean, you know that. You, 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 you need some grain. stuff on the bread for it to be all that. Keep, see, yeah, see, that's it. why Dwayne, my dude, you feeling me. Bread, <laughs> I cannot live by bread alone. There was a time when you could live alone, by bread man. alone, but that, that time has passed, and I ain't right. part of that time. Right. <laughs> Quanti's like, no, Quanti's like, no, we ain't going to church on, on this right. on little week. <laughs> Quanti did not expect us to go to church. <laughs> but you are right, though. You on the money. You are so on the money with that. I mean, that's where we are. I mean, bread's not enough. You need other mm-hmm. stuff to help make the bread feel better. When you yeah. when you whatever you're using it, you need How other let's get back to you need other items to make that bread really feel like it's being worth worth earning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's right. He's right. I can't yep. argue. But I will say just when you were just talking about the whole petty pettiness part. It's, it's in them to be that. I mean, we saw Crowder. I know. Doing, we saw Crowder doing the salsa dance. So it, it was I in I love them. Jay. Love Jay. Had, had they won the finals? Oh, they would have showed out. They would have. They would have been ignorant about it. They would have showed out. Yeah. I mean, was, I just, I just, I think about the, the videos I saw of Jay after they got to the to the NBA finals, you know, grabbing beers and, and, and you know, for, for he would have acted a fool. And I and you know what? I absolutely endorse that foolishness. That, that is foolishness I will endorse. I will absolutely co-sign on that without hesitation. Jay would have act, he would have acted up. He was even said if they win the finals, 
he was going to do the salsa dance at the oh victory, wow victory parade. <laughs> he already said he was going to do it. See, that's why I don't I'm have- mad. I'm, I'm even I'm even more upset that they didn't win. I'm even more upset. Right, right. I am even he more showed upset. out. He was right. he was he had it all planned out. Yeah, the shoes, the outfit, everything. Jay was ready to do it. Cause you know, like first day of school when you're in the third grade, we're out. Mama done iron that shirt. That shirt is fresh. He's outcast, so fresh, so clean. Then the the shoes that Mama bought like a month ago that you had in that box. You can't wear them them until the first day of school. Exactly. Why are you even looking at the box? You you ain't gonna be able to put those on right now. You know that. I am not. I am all for that. I don't understand. Hey, hey, hey! My mom was all for that. She was at Foot Locker uh, (laughs) with the shoes outside on the table. Mm. Going through. Oh, this your size? Right. Like no, my I I, I wear I wear eleven, not a nine. You know we got to we got to dig deeper. We got to dig deeper in in this pile of shoes. Right. But if they only got but if they only got a twelve and I wear eleven, you know we do got tissue. Yeah, we socking it up. We do got tissue. We, we sock it up. We, t- we tissue and we socking up and we thinking you're going to grow two more inches in the next year or so to really fill them out. That's Ooh, see, Dwayne, see, Dwayne, this is what I'm talking about. This is the A-list podcast intel you just can't get nowhere else. This is where you get the real, the realish. Hey, what you hey, got, Kwani? Well, we talk about the Suns team. They're pretty young when you look right. at the, their core. What are some factors from how they performed in the finals that you think a team like the Celtics should look at when it comes to getting to that stage? As young as they are, they still needed their vets. They still needed those vets. Um, that's why the Chris Paul deal, what he going to do, you know, take up the option or just the free agency market. I mean, Chris talking about that, you'll, we'll, we'll figure it out is what he said. Yeah. Uh, when I asked him, but let's figure it out. Figuring it out mean you opting in. It's figuring it out mean y'all negotiating the longer deal. Mm-hmm. Figuring it out mean I'm gonna see what's out there. Figuring it out mean calling LeBron. What 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 is figuring out? So mm-hmm. when I look at that, to me that's top priority. But just but do but to just address your question with the young younger players, I think they learned that there's another level that they yeah. got to get to. You know, Mikhail, he learned. Hey, look. You know, I, I I need to I need to get in that weight room and really, really, really get after it because there are guys, you know, Sherrod, that are, that are thin guys, but they're strong with it, you know, and he's just not mm-hmm. there yet in terms of the physicality. Cam Johnson's another one. You know, he's 6'8". He's put on a little bulk, but you can see him getting dominated on the glass when they played Milwaukee. You know, yeah. it was like they went small – the Bucks said, "Okay, we're gonna go Lopez, Bobby Portis, and Giannis, and see if you can deal with that." And he couldn't. So you know, it's because Cam Johnson wasn't able to be that physical guy to keep guys off the glass. So the younger players learned that you know they just got to get better. They got to get more physical. I think DeAndre knows it's another level he's got to get to. He got a shot blocked by Drew Holiday. You talking about Drew Holiday being made to be that player? Not supposed to be blocking the guy's shot at six eleven. That was just, embarrassing. Right. That's just not supposed to happen. <laughs> so, so so that's gotta be you get dunked on and the foul. That's that that's what's gotta happen for him. There's there's a 
He sees, I think sometimes he thinks that means being angry on the court. No, mm-hmm. that means just imposing your, your force on a guy. And, you know, I would love to see him just try to punch one, even if he would have missed it, even if he would have got it blocked. I would just love to see him just go up on Giannis and just try to, you know, hammer one. But then when Giannis blocked his lob dunk in game four, mm-hmm. then it's like, you know, does he have it in him to kind of respond to that? I think that's what Aiden needs to realize that, yeah, you got me in game four, but I'm going to get you in this next game. I'm, I'm, right. I'm going to get you back. And I think he sort of not digressed, but he didn't have that same edge that he had earlier in the playoffs because the guy in front of him now has got him on skates like, ah, right. you know, he got me moving this way and he's going that way. He's got me going that way and he's going underneath me. He's, he, he, I think I'm in front of him. He's doing Dirk. You know, like Giannis was pulling right. out stops. He's going reverse spin jumpers. I mean, it was like, damn, Giannis is pulling out. He's pulling out. He's in his bag right now. You know, it's like he's just pulling out crazy shots. But Aiton did not. You saw where a guy like Giannis been in the league for, for, for a minute mm-hmm. and has figured it out. And Aiton hasn't been in the league long enough to have to know what that is, that that competitive back and forth where, you know, okay, you got me. A couple uh-huh. plays later, I'm going to get you. So the younger guys are learning how, you know, there's another level they got to be at. Like even Devin, mm-hmm. Chris Middleton, you know how it is, Sharon, the press conferences where they're asking the one guy about the other guy all the time. You know, they're asking Chris Middleton about Devin. What do you think about Devin as a player? You know, Devin, he can really score the ball. Chris Middleton, like, yo, <laughs> hey, hey, he's like, yo, man, uh, we got this. And so I'm not backing down from Devin Booker. I'm just as good as Devin Booker. And that's what you saw. You know, you saw a lot of that. of The, the Bucks guys like, why are you talking about him? I'm the guy in this right. series. And they took it personal. And sometimes, you know, the Suns, they learned that in this series. You got to take things personal. Mm. Take it personal. Mm. Well, I interrupt you both to give our sponsor some love. Bet online, AG. <laughs> I don't have the cool transitions like Siraj's yet. But as you know, Bet Online, they are the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Obviously, the NBA season has ended, but you still have the MLB, NHL, and UFC action to partake in. So you can get your real-time updated odds and props on anything you can imagine. And if you are going to sign up, make sure you use our code CLNS50. That will give you an advantage for that welcome bonus. As you have heard us say it before, Bet Online AG is your online sports expert. Make sure you sign up and tag us when you do so we can see what kind of money you win on your biggest and latest bets. Exactly. Nah. You're trying to be like you're trying to be like the Suns and get your bounce back on for next <laughs> season. So you don't have to wait till next season to get your bounce back on right with Bet Online. You That's can get your not. money back right now. <laughs> right now. Exactly. Just saying. Well done, Kwani. Well done. No, no, hey, Dwayne, we 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 talked a little bit, but not a whole lot about Chris Paul. Right. Um he had a great season, great finals run, was you know top five MVP candidate. But 
There's some lingering questions about his future, not so much about what he can do, but where is he going to do it? You know, there's even some speculation already. And you know how speculation is. There's a difference between like trade rumors and speculation. Speculation just talk out there. But there's some talk out there where he may, you know, try to get the try to join forces with LeBron in in L.A., which, again, I'm not sure exactly how the heck that's going to work or how that would work. But the fact that. Yeah, but I mean, what's I mean, what do you think about you know CP3's future? I mean, is he going to re up with the Suns or is he going to take his talents elsewhere? Which again, everywhere he's gone, that team's gotten better. I mean, he's gotten used to being on a different team every year. I mean, he was right. then OKC, now Phoenix. So I don't, I wouldn't be shocked if he decided to take his talents elsewhere. Arsenio was trying to get LeBron to you know tamper, and LeBron right. was just. And laughing and you know he, he was listen lebron got a movie to promote he ain't trying to mess with his <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> well, was trying he was trying to work it i mean i had to give arsenio props he he almost went vanilla ice right there in in, in the grilling but he, he i had to give him his props but as far as chris i think both he got leverage and the sons got leverage his leverage is y'all wouldn't be here in the finals if it wasn't for me so that's real you know, let's don't hey help me out. Hey, look, this is it. Let's talk money and let's let's get this multi-year deal. There's a number out there. Now I'm not saying and you gotta pay me that to that number, but you gotta get close to that number. There's always a number that will always get the deal done. Right. There's right. always that one number. And I, I that's, that's that's just real real facts. I know mm-hmm. that for a fact. There's a number that will get a deal done. Tell right. us more, Ron. I mean, they're talking about like a hundred million. I just don't see a hundred million three years, but I see something close. If they can get close to that, uh, but on the flip side, the Suns can say, "Well, you never made it to the finals until you got here." We'll and talk. and they can be like, "You know, we know we got to pay DeAndre. His rookie yeah. extension is coming. We yeah. got to pay Mikael. His rookie extension is coming. Mm-hmm. Now they probably can pay Mikael less, but DeAndre gonna want that max." You know, oh, yeah. so he, he'll probably get it. So if you're like, you know, you're, you're James Jones, you're like, look, look, man, you know, we want you back. You know that. But how are we going to pay you and them? And we still got Devin on the books and we got Cam Johnson coming in a couple years. Listen, man, uh, you got to help us out. You know, you, you know, we, 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 discount. it's you like, know. Chris, that bridge stroke has been to your crib like three times, bro. Mm-hmm. Right. Three right, times. Right. <laughs> so look, man, you get, <laughs> you got to help us out here, man. Like we can't, like they willing to go luxury tax, but they don't want to. I mean, if you go luxury tax, you got, you, you thinking like the Warriors, you're like, yeah, we trying to win championships. Like, Next year, next year, next year. Like you yeah. go must attack and you don't get it, and you had a 36-year-old point guard that's now 38. Mm. That's a bad look. Oh, that's a bad, that's a bad and look. And I just talking about the look of your Ross. I'm talking about your financial books. That's a right. bad look. You're gonna be looking like, damn, we did what? Right. Why? <laughs> Who's right. that? I mean, you gotta win a title if you're willing to pay Chris Paul and pay these other players. That's why in the draft, mm-hmm. they didn't draft Halliburton. See, if you had Halliburton right now, you could be like, you could be like, yo, Halliburton could have learned from Chris this year. <laughs> yeah. And then next year, you could have been like, 
Bye. I don't know what you're going to do, but... Thanks, you know. thanks for your service. Thanks for your service. Yeah, Much appreciated. Come like with me, fella young fella. You know, and that, that's what could have happened. Right. But they drafted Jalen Smith, and, you know, we'll see. He, he could be, but right now he isn't. And we know what Hall- we know Halliburton is. Mm-hmm. So they could have went that route. So now it's like, you know... If you're Monty Williams and you're asking Monty, what do you think? Well, you already know what Monty want. Right. Monty, pay that man. Yeah, Monty trying pay to win. Because Chris Paul is like, I don't want to call a security blanket, but he already know what Chris Paul going to do. You bring a new point guard in, it's like, I got to learn this guy. You yeah. know, he had to learn Rubio. Rubio obviously got traded. He do Chris. There you go. His, his success has been with Chris. If you really want to get honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if Chris go and then you bring in somebody, you could bring in somebody that's talented. I mean, I was saying the other day, like you could get somebody average 16 as a point guard. You can, yeah. you can find that guy. You can find somebody maybe average seven assists, not 8.9, maybe seven, 6.5. But you can't find a leadership. You can't find a demanding guy. You can't find a guy that's telling DeAndre, get your act together. And DeAndre says, yes, sir, and go does, does it. You know, you can't find the guy that's playing off Devin that Devin fully respects. You know, yeah. you can't find the guy that Mikhail and Cam, you know, eating off of, Crowder's eating off of. You know, you you can't find that detail-oriented guy that's holding guys accountable in the locker room and you in know, the film sessions. You know what, Dwayne? Here's, here's the thing about Chris Paul is the James Evans of the NBA. Right. He's that daddy figure that makes sure everyone's taken care of, but if you step out of line, he will check you mm. on the spot and when mm. he checks you you are not pushing back you'll be like yes sir right. no sir sorry right. sir my yeah. bad sir i didn't mean to do that sir i will i will not do that again sir because he gets that type of respect that's james evans good times for those who don't know about good times google that bad boy james, James, james evans that's the <laughs> that's who chris paul is to the nba he's that type of dude but Dwayne, you touched on something that I wanted to kind of get your take on, uh, and then we'll start playing a few games because we mm-hmm. like to play games on the show. Always. Um, when we know. talk about we talk <laughs> about the Suns, we talk about where they fit into not just their roster, but just in the whole Western Conference. Where do you see them stacking up going forward? Because the Warriors are going to be better. We know that. The Lakers are going to bounce back in some way, shape, or form. And then you got cats like Denver. You know, you got you – know, there's, there's a host of teams. Utah, another one that are going to be in the mix. How do you see the Suns, if they keep this core group together, which includes bringing CP3 back, how do you see them fitting into that Western Conference matrix? It just seems like all the other teams are still going to be mixed, still be figuring it out. You know, like Mm. like Jamal Murray will be back. So Davis will be back. But it's still like they lost time, you know, fitting the pieces. You know, so it seems like all these other teams are still going to be fitting guys and, you know, getting guys. And where the Suns is going to just, if they keep the core, keep right on rolling with the same stuff, just improving that, enhancing that, getting better at that, tweaking that. So I still see them being, you know, one of the top four teams. It's just, I did the same thing last year. I kept looking at what everyone else had. And then I'm looking at what the Suns had. I kept saying, wow, Dallas, yeah. You know, Luca, okay. Denver, yeah. Jokic, Murray, okay. Utah, Donovan, okay. Lakers, yeah. LeBron, AD, Clippers, 
Yeah, I just but I wasn't really focusing in on the team and what the Suns had to offer. So now seeing a season go through, I say they're still a top four team in the West. The, the, the problem, again, is they have to – the other teams that they beat are sitting around saying to themselves, if we didn't have injuries, we would have got right. you. And right. so that gives them confidence, but maybe that puts that chip back on the Suns you know, shoulder again and say, look, mm-hmm. see, okay, y'all thought that we didn't beat y'all because y'all were hurt. All right, now we're about to show you again what we are and what we're about, and you're going to have to deal with it. So mm-hmm. they'll be right there to me in that top four, uh, you know, but and if the Lakers are healthy, it's just – yeah, that's what's crazy because mm-hmm. after the first round, um, Lakers coach, you know, Vogel was like, this should have been the Western Conference final. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, if we would have been healthy, then we would have met in the Western Conference Finals. He said, this is what this should have been. And if you really think about it, the hardest series they had until they played Milwaukee was the Lakers. Yeah. You know, until AD got hurt. Yeah. And then that's when the wheels fell <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. And LeBron was on the bench like, yo, it's time to start promoting Space Jam because <laughs> he was like, "I'm out. Time to I'm out. Out. I'm tired." Yeah. <laughs> Three, <laughs> two, one, Space Jam. Here we go. Right. He like, I would carry the team on my back. Caruso's on this shoulder. I'd rather Schroeder carry the this shoulder. You know, KCP is on this shoulder. Come on, man. I need a break. For real. Like, let me get Bugs. Let me get Daffy. That, I can carry them. I can carry them. Yeah, it's just, it's just, and even Portland, it's like, man, you really don't know, we know Lillard, you know, his deal, but it's like, you know, that's another one. So I just, the West is so stacked, but the Stuns still have the advantage with the core staying together. They, they're still the only team that you look at and go, they, they went through a whole season together. And they can only get better. Like, I don't see them digressing. You know, if Chris right. Paul is back, you figure Devin will be better, DeAndre. Will be, all those guys will be better because then they'll know. Like, DeAndre talks about details. He just learned true details this year. Like, he didn't really understand what that meant. <laughs> he that kid with the new word that he learned in, 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 in the, on the second day. <laughs> he used that word every chance. I want to talk about details. Like details, you know about details. Oh, that's right. That's that new word. Yeah, I got you. DeAndre details Aiden. Oh my god! He he didn't know what that really was until this year year when when him and Chris Paul are sitting one on one in a film session, and Chris going, "See that detail? See that? That's a detail. You know, (laughs) you know." Set set the screen this way, this will happen. Set the screen yeah. that way, this will happen. Uh, yeah. you know, roll this way, this will happen. Roll that way, this Andre will happen. Was, yeah, Andre was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he became that guy. He's that guy in right. that way. <laughs> That's it. So all <laughs> those details. The details. <laughs> this dude right here, man. If you're listening, you need to watch the video version of this podcast because Sherrod. Oh has my god, this dude is so crazy. But he's <laughs> right though. That's what happened. He learned details, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you figure next year. You think if they all stay together next year, Chris Paul won't have to go through all that? 
Yeah. It'll be boom, 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 make it happen. Yeah. So it'll be just adding on. Like Monty's always said, you know, he's got so much stuff in the playbook, but he tries to simplify, you know, for everybody. Mm-hmm. He's got a whole nother storage chamber of stuff. Yeah. He wants to pull out. And, 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 and if you get another year with Chris Paul, then you, you can go to some of the stuff that, you know, it's like when they ran that lob for DeAndre, Giannis said he saw it coming. Maybe next year it's a, it's the same set, <laughs> but something, something totally different is happening. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, not even in many, like we probably ran that play one too many, one too many times. Mm. Mm. So, you know, so next year they may run it. They may, it may look the same coming out of the timeout, but there may be all kind of other actions going and Chris, Right. You know, Devin, Devin is he's smart here and the other guys are too, but and not not to Aiden is he is, but he just learned details this year. Mm. So we talking about details. We talking about details. Not a game. Exactly. Hey Quani, speaking of details and games, we got game some games time. to play. Yes. I like the, I like this first one. Yes. I know this is a good one. So you're filling in the blank. I'm gonna give you some options. You let me know what your answers are. We have a middle aisle and window seat. And you also have Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, and Drew Holiday. Who sits where on that trip to Tokyo? <laughs> okay. Middle yeah. middle aisle and window. Mm-hmm. Who sits where? Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Devin's sitting in the aisle because he can get out. He's in the aisle so he can get out. Okay. Yeah, okay. So then I'm putting probably Drew in the middle of that. Okay. Because Drew seems like he could be a peacemaker. Okay. And then and then I'm putting Chris on the on the window because you know, Chris, yeah, he he, 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 he don't want he don't really want to talk to Devin anyway. Oh so, right. you gotta keep so him. Chris right. can look out the window, he can see clouds he can see mountains he can see all yeah. that stuff and be peaceful. Drew, can be in the, Drew can be in the middle doing what he does and Devin wants to get up go to the bathroom or mm-hmm. say I don't want to sit around these two because they, they got me in the finals and he can just get up he got control to go where he wants exactly right yeah. right yeah yeah as, as yeah, I yeah, I would I would have put Devin on on that aisle seat too, just because I, I first I would say Devin, where you want to sit? I mean, we don't had you for like the last six games. I'm gonna let you pick where you want to sit. So he's probably gonna pick that aisle seat. Mm-hmm. I get that. I would probably put Middleton in the middle, uh, only because Drew has been all up on 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 Devin this entire series. I think Devin wants some space. Okay, give him some space. <laughs> and so so Chris Chris will be more than happy to give him some space, and Drew can look out the window and think like, damn. Now he 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 knows I'm nice. He know he don't want me next to him. Let Chris have that. Chris Chris handle my light work. Chris be, sit next to Devin. I don't, I don't need to sit next to Devin. Devin has seen enough of me. Right. I'm thinking about my. I'm looking out the window, thinking about my ring. I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about how I I'm like the most underrated all star in the game. People treat me like I'm like I'm just a throw in. People making fun of me, calling me like you know Drew. Calling me, uh, you Bledsoe? know, uh, Bledsoe, yep, you know, that. light or Bledsoe, the remix. I'm better than some Eric, some Eric Bledsoe. And then I'm looking out the window thinking about all this. And then I look over there and I see Devin on the aisle. And probably when I look at Devin, 
he's probably getting up to go to the bathroom because he knows I'm looking at him. And he, yep, he ready. He, he can feel my presence. I've been around him so much, he can feel my presence. I don't even need to be near him. I just look at him. And there you go. So I, I, I hear that. The only, the only thing I'll even rebuttal to that is that if you looked at the end of game six, every time Chris Milton hit a jumper, Devin was in trail position trying to defend it. And it was yeah. bottoms. And I yeah. was just like, he don't he don't he don't like that view either. <laughs> no. Maybe maybe Devin asking for if you find another seat. Like, like I just, I, I'll, I'll go back five rows if you could just take some. Just give me an aisle seat in the back. Right, right, right. Now either way, you, 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 either way works, no doubt. <laughs> Which else you got, Kwani? All right, great. second one is if blank had happened, the outcome of this series would have been different. Hey, Jan is not recovered from that knee injury like he did. Mm-hmm. It's real talk. Because I'm not even going to, after game one, I was like, I'm seeing something, but I'm not seeing something. And then game two, it was like, oh, I'm seeing something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not good <laughs> for Phoenix. Yeah. Like, you know, it just... He was so hesitant in game one at times, and you could see him laboring a little bit. But once he realized he was straight and that knee wasn't going to be an issue, it was it was on. I mean, yeah. he just at that had he had he cut had he been like maybe six seventy seventy five percent. Sons sons sweep, in my opinion. Okay, but because he, yeah. because he was ready by game two. Yeah. I mean, and the, and I give Budenholzer credit. He, he was he was vague and all that the whole time. Like, well, we don't know. You know, he, we don't know. He could be, you know, it was just day to day. I don't want to give details. Yeah. I don't want to give updates. And you're sitting there thinking, oh, he must be really a problem. But we don't know what y'all. Y'all could have been running full speed. You know what I mean? He could have been. <laughs> we, don't, we have no clue. Yep. So. I think that they knew. I think he was much further along than what they let on to be because he had to be. I mean, unless he's just like this genetic freak that, I mean, we saw the injury. There's that that's not supposed to happen. He's not supposed to have that injury and then get back to 40 point games and then go for 50 in the final. That's just not supposed to happen when you have that kind of injury, the way it looked. He's, he's that was that was incredible. But if he isn't coming, he don't come back hundred percent. It's over. It's sweet. It's over. What else you got, Corny? Blank didn't clearly get enough credit for their performance in this NBA Finals. Wow. Uh, I would say Drew Holiday, but you know we we've been on the Drew Holiday kick. I think Drew Holiday was the X factor in the series, but. I'm going to go another direction. I'm going to go two people. Pat Connington. I knew it. And Bobby Portis. Like, come on, man. Bobby talking about Bobby Portis. (laughs) Bobby Portis had the crowd on fire. He did, oh, yeah. You know why? (laughs) 
this dude. Oh He's tearing people up. Stop. Stop. I'm kicking you off the podcast. He needs to stop. Bobby Portis. That got you a plus minus of at least three points a game with the eyes alone. He's going to help you at least three point bump. Either they're going to miss out on three points or he's going to get three points by simply giving you the eyes. Giving you the eyes. Hey, hey. I love it. I love that dude. Forrest was hitting. Forrest was hitting. I can't even look at him. Forrest was hitting three. Portis was hitting threes. It was insane what he was doing. Like, <laughs> it was just, and then Pat Connington. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Pat Connington from Arlington, Mass. The hustle plays. I mean, he's knocked down shots, but the hustle plays, getting in there, getting rebounds, you know, him guarding guys. You know, Chris Paul got the best of him probably as the series went on. But there was a stretch there where, he played pretty good defense on Chris Paul. And so him just being an active guy, like I said, getting extra possessions, those two guys, they had no bench. If you they, they you know, Budenholz decided just to play eight guys. And the only two that he played consistently off the bench was Portis and Connington. And they came through multiple times. You know, I think Portis had 16 in game in game six. I mean, that's yeah. just like 10. I mean, he came in, it was like, boom, 10 points in the first. I mean, you're like, what? But he, 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 he was, and he was able to, like, guard the three-man for the Suns. Those two would be my picks. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Dwayne Rankin, Arizona Republic, my man. Way to give my boy, Mr. Connaughton, a shout out and Bobby Portis. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Bobby Portis. Portis. <laughs> but, uh, hey, listen, uh, this, this man, great season, great coverage for you, man. I'm, I'm happy you had a chance to go through this this marathon. Uh, and I know that you you and your body need some sleep, some rest, because it's a long season. Having been through a few of these in my day. Uh, no, enjoy your time, your downtime, but understand that <laughs> the grind ain't no, over. As you know, it'll be I'm starting not. up again, summer league uh, next month in August. Uh, I'll be out there for a little bit as well. Hope to see you out there as well. I want to um, go. Can the A-list sponsor me? Ooh. ooh. I don't know, Kwani. Wait, we should do a live one at summer league. Kwani, we got to get Dwayne some sleep now. You stop coming okay, up with these brainstorming ideas. We're having a brainstorming. Let's have a brainstorming session Sorry, that don't, that Dwayne have don't got to be looped into. I'm trying this to get this man some rest. rest. He's talking about, hey, why don't we talk about that? Come on, Kwani. <laughs> let the man go. Come on, Kwani. I'm sorry. Do I got to go Bobby you? It's all good. Do I got to go Bobby Porter's on you? No, you don't. No, you don't. No. No, please, I'm no. I'm ready for that, please. I'm not going to be able to sleep because that's going to be in my head. <laughs> hey, if Bobby don't sleep, you don't sleep. The only thing is close to that or worse than that is Forrest Whitaker. I, everything else. Oh we, that Bobby Porter's, I got to, listen, I have an Whoa. image that Bobby Porter's I cannot shake now. Because I, I saw that Bobby look. I just, I just wasn't thinking it was like that, but he, he's got it down. 
like 100%. It's all like that. When he worked out for the Celtics years ago and we were sitting down and we're talking to him, those eyes never like fluctuated. They all they the high beams were on from day one. I'm thinking like, damn, I like this What's dude. High because he, cause this dude, this dude is gonna help us win games. He he's a good player and he's got this look of intimidation that you can't ignore. Right. I mean, he's coming at you every play. <laughs> I love that. I'm a I'm a huge Bobby Porter's fan, so so don't, don't get it twisted, people. I love Dwayne, Bobby Porter. I'm going to because and the love, podcast the real today, so you're. Gonna I love go the eyes, and I love the eyes, man. I love the eyes. <laughs> oh goodness, I love the eyes, and and I love the A list podcast, and I love our guest Dwayne Rankin from yeah. the Arizona Republic, brother. Thank you so much. Always good to get some great insight from someone who covered the NBA Finals, even though the outcome wasn't in the favor of Phoenix. What was your biggest takeaway, Sharad? Well, I mean, you know, the fact that, you know, Dwayne, again, he went through the finals and there were lots of different things that players learned along the way. But for me, the thing that I take away is how DeAndre Ayton is all about details now Uh, and the role that Chris Paul played in that. And obviously the shout out to my guy, Bobby Portis. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Good stuff from Dwayne. A gift needs to be made. So Abu... Please send us that clip of Bobby Portis' eyes. <laughs> I love Bobby Portis. Do the side by side with me and Bobby Portis. I, I love that dude, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm all about that Bobby Portis life. <laughs> what about you, Kwani? Yeah, what that was my takeaway. You took it, Bobby Portis in the eyeballs. But honestly, we talk about the the Bucks versus the Suns. I am really happy for Giannis for proving the haters wrong, and again, having all of this burden of the expectation of greatness and finally being able to get to that stage, despite not being in a big city. I'm, I'm proud of him. I don't know him, but I'm proud of him because I know it's taken a lot to get to this place. So for him to finally get what he's been looking for, shout out to Giannis, the Greek freak from Nigeria. Let us not forget. He is Nigerian. Wow. Yeah, that that, that kind of gets lost in the conversation. It. It Interesting does. how that happens. Um, it, oh, but that's another conversation, another podcast. Another <laughs> But, but yeah, Kwani, what do you have coming up for NBC, uh, you know, coming up down the road? Yes. So I mentioned this last week. Check out The Hub today. It launches on Monday, the 26th at 1130 a.m. You can catch me with the Olympic updates and other stuff eventually along the lines on that show. It'll be live. So make sure you tune in and check me out. It's going to be fun. Nice. Nice, nice, and I yeah, and I will be uh, just doing off season coverage for uh, Bleacher Report as well as Boston Sports Journal, and doing some Olympic coverage for uh, Ebony dot com. Uh, I write a weekly column for them as well, and just you know getting ready for summer league that'll be kicking off next month in August, yeah, and just where we will have our live podcast. Check wow, that out. Look too. at Kwani. Look at Kwani. Throw that in there. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Kwani, if you said, you know, you said you can do it. You know, I've been told to go to Summer League, so now I have an incentive to do. We can record live. Abu, where are you gonna be? We got a producer too. We gotta plan this out. Yeah, we gotta yeah, we gotta figure out his schedule because I know he's got a few more fire more more logs in the fire right now. Big Mm -hmm. baller, big baller Abu. Leaves us probably. Exactly, exactly. I remember when he was just a little young pipe. What? Yeah. Anyway, uh, shout out to my 80-year-olds out there who keep it down. He's almost <laughs> at the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And also shout out to our sponsor, betonline.ag. Yes. Remember, remember to subscribe, like, and leave Kwani and myself 
the gift that always gives, and that is a five-star review, like all that good stuff, and keep the A-List podcast going strong as we will continue to keep on keeping on. Yeah, if you haven't done so by now, you're just a hater. So don't be a hater and give us a review. It's Or or else we're going to have to give you the Bobby Portis. (laughs) We're going to have to... I love that dude. Damn, I love that dude. And I love him eyes, boy. Boy. This has been the A-List podcast after dark. For A. Sherrod Blakely, I'm Kwani A. Little. We out. <laughs> Maybe get some drinks while we out. <laughs> Don't cut that out either. <laughs> oh, goodness.